You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. Mary, I have a theory, okay? Here's the theory. Okay, is this theory based on something or nothing? No, no, I made this up. Okay. Uh, okay, just so you know. And I, I'm going to begin with the Democrats and Joe Biden on this, but I'll extend it later into uh, the Republicans. And my theory is that what the voters would like, what the Democrats would like right now, is they'd like a personality. And, you know, we're, we're reading that uh, a majority of Democrats do not want Joe Biden to run again. He clearly is going to run again. But I'm remembering how in the 2020 election, uh, or the primaries riding up to that, most Americans didn't want Joe Biden to be the nominee either. Remember, all through the primaries, it's like we wanted anybody but Joe Biden and then we kind of got to the point where our choices looked like they were going to be Mike Bloomberg or Bernie Sanders. And, uh, you know, Clyburn uh, endorsed uh, Biden. South Carolina went that way. And everybody breathed a big sigh of relief and said, yeah, that's the guy. OK, we'll we'll go with it. But coming into this election, don't you have a feeling that somehow the Democrats just wish they had a snazzier candidate. Like a Barack Obama. A Barack Obama. That would be an example because he was a rock star and everybody knew it. And they really got behind that uh, there. But, you know, they look around right now. I mean, one of the reasons Joe Biden is almost certain to be the nominee is there are no other candidates, are there? There really aren't. His competition for the job is pretty weak including his vice president, his current vice president. And, um, you know, he can't dump her. So I think it's inevitable. I mean, you've even heard young people, and the younger you are, the less um, you're inclined to want Joe Biden. But some young people are saying, well, what choice do we have? Because nobody that the Republicans would nominate would be acceptable. And why is that, John? This is, you know, what the polling, the conversation is starting to demonstrate is the Republicans are wrong on every issue that matters to young people. Abortion, guns, climate. These are three issues they care about, and the Republicans are wrong on all of them. Well, and let's put with that, or, or maybe parse out a little bit what that means, Being wrong is not just a general abstract thing. You, in order to be nominated, you will have to, as a Republican, sing a very, very right out of the hymn book song on abortion, climate, and guns, right? Otherwise, there's no possible way that you're you're nominated. And that, I think, is a certain loss, whoever it is, for Republicans in the general. I agree. And, and you know, the, the thing is, is that it's not just the Republicans are wrong on those issues. 
you can have policy differences, but they're wrong without taking into account in any way how the the populace, the general populace feels. In other words, they've become so captive to the base of their party that they can't even figure out a nuanced way to talk about it. And I thought that Nancy Mace, she's a Republican, I think from Virginia. Is she South Carolina, maybe? Yeah, so one of the coastal states. You know, after the decision about the abortion pill came down from Texas, she's just like, this is just a losing issue for us. We got to get over ourselves. We cannot support this active activist judiciary taking rights away from young people. They won't stand for it. And we know that's true based on what happened in Kansas last year, what happened in Kentucky, and then what happened in Wisconsin just last week. I mean, the young people that came out to vote, not just in an off-year election, but an off-off-year election for a Supreme Court justice, state Supreme Court justice. You know, usually you get 10 people out to vote for a race like that. And, and uh, um, you know, after polling or the results of the uh, post-polling data, however you say that, has been that a lot of young people came out and where they come out in the counties that matter, you know, where University of Wisconsin is in Milwaukee, in the suburbs of Milwaukee. So this is something, that's one issue. But the second issue that's just been in such stark relief this week is the gun issue. And Republicans are just so wrong on that, and they've been addicted to the NRA and NRA money for so long, they don't know how to, to they don't know how to quit them. Well, they don't know how to quit them, and they don't know how to react. I, it's easy maybe for me to write off uh, the Tennessee uh, legislature and its leadership, and, and I, I mean, I'll admit it. I just kind of think, wow, these guys are absolutely stuck, you know, decades and decades ago, but they don't know what to do about abortion either. They've got the exact same problem. Nancy Mace made, for her, a fairly reasonable comment about this. And she said, you know, we ought to come up with something that says we do permit uh, abortion for incest, for rape. I think she even said in the first trimester, because the way she outlined it sounded tremendously like, uh, like Roe v. Wade. You know, and they say all that. But that ain't going to fly because the Republican Party is still being driven by this ultra-conservative, theocratic, right-wing Orthodox Christians, Roman Catholics. And for them, for that group, there is no rape exception. There is no incest exception. And there is certainly not any provision for medical abortions in the first quarter. And so the Republicans look at it, as you point out, with the guns and with abortion, and they have to truthfully say to themselves, we just got to stand here and dance and spin plates because we don't know what to do. Yeah, and I mean, and it's interesting on both issues, we'll just take the abortion issue. You know, and I think we've talked about this before. If you truly believe that um, you know, life begins at conception and that soul 
is a soul created and ordained by God, it doesn't really matter what happens during that pregnancy. So one of the things I think that's been interesting and just demonstrates how dumb men in particular, sorry, can be. Yeah, I'm sitting right here. I know. (laughs) But people are really surprised that like, during the first trimester, you might miscarry, and that what is essentially an abortion, a DNC, is used to remove the dead fetus. And the doctors won't do those in these states because it's, you know, it's too risky. They don't want to be arrested and charged and all that. And it's like, whoa, is that what happens? Like, yes. When we say reproductive rights and women and and families and doctors should be making these choices, it's for a whole um, a, a whole variety of things that can happen during pregnancies. Their idea of abortion is just some um, college kid who wants to finish her degree and go on spring break and have a lot of fun, and that's who's having abortions, and that's the stuff we got to stop. And that's, you know, I'm sure that happens, but it's a very small part of the entire issue. And that's the thing that's, I think, all these stories are starting to demonstrate. The same is true with guns. They think of guns like, oh, I have the right to have my gun and have my hunting rifle, and then I teach Junior how to shoot. And, you know, okay, some people buy some uh, assault rifles, but... That's not really what we're talking about. But you know what? It is what you're talking about. So of all these young people now, you know, because our day in, in a sense is done, and they're like, hey, this has got to end. We have to stop this somehow, some way. And the way you do that is through the democratic process. So we go back to those guys in Tennessee, John. You know, you started by saying the Democrats need a star. And we are watching two stars be born in Tennessee. And the Republicans have done that. Those young men, and they're young too, um, are articulate. They're kind of funny. They're hip. They're cool. You know, maybe they're, neither one is an Obama, but maybe they are. And the Republicans need to step back and say, why are we giving them such a big platform? If they would have ignored them, the whole thing would have gone away. It would. And to follow up on uh, your comparison with Obama, let's remember that uh, Barack Obama was a state senator. He was elected to the Senate largely on the basis of one speech at the Democratic uh, uh, Democratic government or Democratic convention and some real mess up. Uh, by the Republicans on the guy they ran against him uh, there. And that guy had all sorts of scandals and everything. He got wiped out. And all of a sudden, as Obama called himself, the skinny guy with the funny name and the big ears ends up being being senator. And certainly the opportunity is there. And certainly looking back, he had extraordinary talent, extraordinary talent. So who's to say one of these young guys doesn't have that kind of extraordinary talent. Exactly. So, I mean, so we don't know what the bench, like the deeper bench is for the Democrats or the Republicans, actually. We know that, you know, 
that Biden probably will be elected again because there is just no one else. And it's hard to imagine who the Republicans are going to win. This is back to the point I think we started on, who will not be so damaged by the positions they have to take in the primary. And one of the, you know, um, things I was thinking about as we were talking about it is if it would be as if the, um, the Biden, for example, was so captured by the far left and he had to run so far left during the primary that there was no way to tack back. Now, I know that Republicans think that's true about Biden, that he has gone very, very far left. Um, but most you know, reasonable commentators look at it and say, you know, Biden is a liberal, always been a liberal, but he is playing to the center. Um, absolutely. Particularly absolutely. now. Yeah, know? absolutely. And I'm going to extend uh, my initial theory a little farther that what's plaguing the Republicans to some extent, it's only a small part of their their problem, is they would like another celebrity superstar who is not Donald Trump. Right. And they don't have one. They just don't have one. And so they will fall back on their hotshot rock star, who for them is still Donald Trump. It is. And, and you know, the thing is, nobody who's in the field now can do what Trump can do if he puts his mind to it, which is just to fill the airwaves in such a way there's no air for anybody else. And then, you know, knock people off and bully people on the way. DeSantis can't do that. I mean, none of the others are even in the category. And and it's, you know, sometimes with Tom, Trump, it's the crazy stuff that he does that fills up the space, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's an art. That is an art, John. Mm. Absolutely. You know, we don't give him enough for credit for just how crazy the man is. Yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, and as he maybe fades away, we can enjoy how funny it is. But right now, we're not there yet. I guess. All right. Have right. a great evening. Bye. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.